Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to talk about the thing that we have to have in order for our businesses to be successful, and that's money. I have my, my visual aid here, right? And But it is also one of the things that so many businesses get wrong. And so please join me in welcoming Suzanne Mariga to our program today. Welcome, Suzanne. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing really, really good. Thanks for having me today. Fantastic. Well, let me read your bio and then we will jump into this. So Suzanne Mariga is a certified public accountant, CPA, a certified tax coach, CTC, a profit first professional, we're going to learn more about that, and chartered global management accountant, a CGMA. Holy cow, lots of initials. But she has over two decades of experience helping clients achieve their financial goals through personal and business tax planning. She is the author of best-selling and Publishers Weekly Editor's Pick, Profit First for Minority Business Enterprises, written in collaboration with Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First. Before founding her own firm, Suzanne worked at Arthur Anderson LLP, as well as one of the big four firms, KPMG. Combining her industry knowledge with her own experience of growing a small business, Suzanne helps her clients design unique, profit-first, based business plans that ensure success and long-term financial stability. She is passionate about helping small business owners and entrepreneurs maximize their revenue and grow their business. She is the host of Profit Talk Podcast, where she discusses business tips and strategies. She is also the author of Profit First for Minority Business Enterprises. Holy cow, Suzanne. So how are you doing today? I am doing really great. Fabulous, fabulous. Well, I always like to know how my guests got to where they are today and discovered that this is their passion in life. So tell us a little bit more about your journey. You know, I grew up in accounting. You know, I, I had that rare privilege of of growing up. My dad was a CPA. Okay. And um, he owned his own firm for like 30 years. And wow. when I was growing up, you know, he hired me probably at the age of 14 to be his bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I was like doing like debits and credits for his like, you know, Chinese restaurants because my dad is Chinese, mm-hmm. my mom's African-American. And, um, and I was just doing the books for him mm-hmm. and, um, you know, he was getting a great tax write-off, you know, cause right. he's hiring his child. You know, I thought I was making like two bucks an hour and, mm-hmm. and he probably was writing off you know 20 or something, uh-huh. but, um, I was getting a really great, um, education, you know, Malcolm Gladwell says it takes about 10,000 hours to become an expert. So I always joke that, you know, I was an expert in accounting by the time, like I, I graduated from college cause I had started so young. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when I, when I, when I left, college, you know, I went to work for, you know, Anderson, like you mentioned in the bio, um, which at the time was like one of the best accounting firms in the world. It was, you know, um, in the Chicago office. Mm -hmm. 
And, um, you know, I did a little in industry mm-hmm. and, um, about 14 years ago, I found myself having my little girl. And, you know, back then I was in charge of the Toronto operation. So I would literally fly from Houston, Texas to mm-hmm. Toronto, like every single week. Oh, <laughs> and like, oh my goodness. I wasn't like you know, nice round mm-hmm. pregnant. I was really wide pregnant. So mm-hmm. like, I was wondering if I was going to fit in these seats oh. <laughs> and um, it hit me on, on the trip, one trip that I was flying to Toronto. I was like, you know, my life's about to change. I'm about to have a little girl. I'm mm-hmm. in my third trimester. Probably shouldn't be flying anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And if I keep this job, I'm never going to see my daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to see her. And so I ended up deciding that when I had her, that I was just going to be her mom and start my business. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because because you know, I I didn't I didn't have big goals. You know, when mm-hmm. I first started my business, it was all about being with my daughter Florence, mm-hmm. and and you know maybe I get some tax clients, some bookkeeping clients, and mm-hmm. and be okay. Mm-hmm. But like literally, right within a year, we had Chicago Public Schools. We had you know we were doing work for um, one of the larger cities here, mm-hmm. and 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 our our contract just grew up. We ended up with um, City of Houston, the, the wow. Houston School District. Mm-hmm. And um, I had suddenly had a real business, um, you know, without you we even... hadn't planned on <laughs> exactly. Um, and it ended up being a great thing because we ended up, you know, growing our, our private mm-hmm. practice because we, you know, reinvested into that mm-hmm. area um, as well as our government. And um, that's how I ended up where I am 14 years later as an entrepreneur. I love it. I love it. You know, and and I loved reading your book. And, you know, even though it's profit first for minority business enterprises, it's for everybody. Um, you know, the, the tips and the techniques that you have in there really are for, for everyone. And, you know, one of the things that you talk about in there is that especially small business owners, we work and 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 we, it, we're on that hamster wheel forever. And we don't put money aside for ourselves. We don't pay ourselves and we don't think about profit. You know, it's just, we, we, we grind the money back into the business or we think, well, we can't take it out because the business might need it. And of course that's the opposite of what it should be, which is what profit first is all about. So tell us more about that. Yeah. And I have to, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I, I'm going to do a shameless plug as an accountant, you know, I ran the same, the same thing happened to me. I, I ended up on the hamster wall. You know, I was doing accounting. I was doing what I loved. I was helping mm-hmm. clients, you know, and when you do a good job that you get lots of accolades and mm-hmm. boost your self-esteem, you right. want to do more. Right. And, you know, I literally came home one day and, and, you know, I was having dinner with my husband and he's like, you know what, we need to talk because, you know, you're not making any money and mm-hmm. you're just going to be better off getting a job. Mm-hmm. And it broke my heart, you know, cause I had gathered all these contracts, you know, uh, I was thinking I was pretty big, but he was absolutely right. You know, mm-hmm. um, that first year I ran my company, I, I made negative $2,000, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he was absolutely right. You know, I was making more at my job. I was an, an, an accounting manager mm-hmm. at my last job. Mm-hmm. I had staff. I wasn't working nights and weekends, right. you know, you had benefits. I had benefits. Exactly. And, um, you know, I was doing what I love as an entrepreneur, but I was making no money. Mm-hmm. And it really was, you know, just sitting down, um, hearing about Mike McCallitz, you know, mm-hmm. his book, Profit Verse, and mm-hmm. he's the father of Profit Verse, and really starting to prioritize, you know, paying yourself mm-hmm. first, you know, mm-hmm. because 
you know, if we don't pay ourselves first, we'll never pay ourselves. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And, and I love Mike's concept because it was a lot like Dave Ramsey where, you know, Dave has envelopes, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I would never recommend our, our business owners having envelopes, you know, to, no, no, unless you write Deb and I and let us know that you knew you're using mm-hmm. the envelope system, but <laughs> no, don't do that. But, um, you know, it's about using bank accounts, right? You use bank accounts um, mm-hmm. and, and you transfer money from, um, your your one account that collects all mm-hmm. the money, which call, we call the income account, right? And you transfer it to your your profit account because mm-hmm. you've got to be profit day one. Mm-hmm. You transfer it to your owner's pay because you're your MVP. If you mm-hmm. disappear tomorrow, mm-hmm. your business probably isn't going to run without right. you. And because you're successful, you're naturally going to have taxes. There's no need to be worried about how am I going to pay taxes at the end of the year. You're going to reserve for that as you go. Mm-hmm. And then whatever's left over, right, is going to go to your operating expenses. Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to make decisions of, you know, mm-hmm. do I get this fancy office space downtown? Do I hire this person, mm-hmm. you know, that's, you know, asking for 30% more than what other people are asking mm-hmm. for? Um, do I buy this equipment? Do I get into this long-term copier lease? Right. And, and, and so you have to make those decisions based upon this bank account. And it's mm-hmm. really working with the concept called Parkinson's law. Mm-hmm. And what Parkinson tells us is that, you know, we humans, we're efficient. You know, we right. grow up, we clean our plates, right? Mm-hmm. Our parents tell us, clean your plates, be efficient. And it's just kind of like dieting. You know, when, when I go to like a big order mm-hmm. dinner, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to get a teeny weeny plate, right? It's going to mm-hmm. be a five inch plate. Right. And I'm going to eat a whole lot less. Now, if I mm-hmm. go to the almighty golden corral, you know, mm-hmm. and the um, big plates. Oh yeah. Big plates. And mm-hmm. not only big plates, but multiple stacks of plates and you got mm-hmm. bread, salad, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. meat, dessert, lots of choices. And mm-hmm. you, you know, you got to try a little bit of everything. Right. right. I'm going to eat a whole lot more, mm-hmm. right. Than when and I we fill them. Dinner. We don't do one little scoop. It's like four scoops of the mashed potatoes. Exactly. And fried chicken. And why not get some shrimp too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a really bad Stuff thing. that I don't normally eat. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And it's the same way in business. You know, when we have a smaller bucket, right? Even if it's an illusion of a smaller bucket, right? Mm-hmm. Because we have this operating expense account, we're going to use less of that money. We're going to mm-hmm. feel like, oh my goodness, I only have this amount. I need to make this last, right? Mm-hmm. I got payroll that I have to make. I got mm-hmm. rent I have to make. And if somebody's slow pay, I'm going to have to make sure I have enough cash mm-hmm. for that too. Right. And so I'm going to make really different decisions just because of what's physically available mm-hmm. to me. Right. You know, and, and I love that you you do set aside that profit first, um, you know, and and because if we don't, then, then you're right. We spend it all, you know, or we don't spend anything. I mean, you know, there's the, the, the thing, but, um, you know, and and but by putting profit aside, you know, you're not saying you're never going to use it on the business. I mean, you know, hopefully you're not. Hopefully you're going to do fun stuff with it, like go on vacation. But it does, you know, it, it, you know, if you've got $100 in the operating account, you'll spend $100. If you've got $1,000 in there because you didn't move money to the prop, you'll spend the $1,000. Um, you know, and, 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 and we have that mindset of, I'll put it aside later. You know, I've, I've got to get the business going. And the other thing that I really liked in your book was, you know, you're thinking, okay, I would like to make 20% profit. You don't start doing that. <laughs> you, know, you you start putting a little bit aside, and then you build it. and 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 I, you know, I think that's such an important concept. It so is. You know, it's kind of like 
I would say going on a diet, right? Mm -hmm. Um, the day you go on a diet, you don't, I will never say, you know, Deb, we're going to go on a no food diet, you know, right. uh -huh. Deb is going to be like, I'll see you on the other yeah. side, but not uh, for no. me. I'm going to go have ice cream. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, what we're going to say is, you know, we're going to cut sweets this week. We're not going to have sweets, no more chocolate bars. You know, <gasps> we're just going to have just the mm -hmm. main things that we really mm -hmm. need to live. Um, the next week we're going to start to cut some of that bread, right? Mm -hmm. We don't need as many carbs, get mm -hmm. more lean into the protein and vegetable. Eventually we're going to change our meat type, mm -hmm. right? Uh, or maybe even go full vegetarian, right? Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to make decisions slowly versus going all in. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we're going to be more successful. Right. Right. You know, and the, the thing about the profit is that's your reward. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, same thing like with the diet. Okay. You know, well, we've cut out sweets, but your reward is you get a piece of cake. You know, we're not, you know, and, and so that's, I, I really like that concept because it is emphasizing the fact that, you know, you need to, it, it, you're in, in many ways planning for the future. Right. Exactly. It's, it's our, it's our dividend, right? If mm -hmm. you invested in Procter and Gamble, they would mm -hmm. give you a dividend every quarter mm -hmm. or GM. Mm -hmm. um, and this is the DM, the, the dividend that your, mm -hmm. your company owes you. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and one of the things that you talk about in your book is the bank account accounting. And, and the funny thing is I was just talking to somebody else about this same thing where we don't know our numbers. We have no idea what the PL says. A lot of people are like, I've got a PL. Um, you know, we certainly don't know what our daily expenses might be, or even you know, our monthly things, you know, all of those things. We just know we got money in the bank, so we're okay. Or uh oh, we don't got money in the bank, so we're not okay. So why is that not the best way to be operating? So, you know, profit first, the reason that it works well is it works with our natural human tendency. And, okay. you know, so many business owners uh, that I meet, and I, I tell you this as an accountant, I can't tell you how many shoe boxes come to me every single year, <laughs> you know, and they're like, um, how much do I owe in taxes? And they can't mm -hmm. tell because they don't have any financial right. statements, right? Mm -hmm. um, they have no idea. All they know is how much cash they have in mm -hmm. the bank. And, right. and for a lot of small businesses, you know, you may not have an in-house accountant that's mm -hmm. doing your books every single day mm -hmm. to tell you this is how how much you have mm -hmm. exactly available. And so a lot of business owners, how they make decisions is like you said, they look at their bank account. Right. Like how much cash do I have today? Mm -hmm. Today mm -hmm. I'm a king, tomorrow I'm a pauper, right? Mm -hmm. Because depending on my resources. Right. Mm -hmm. Now you do need financial statements. You know, a lot of people mm -hmm. go, you know, I don't need financial statements because as you go further in your journey and mm -hmm. profit first, you got to figure out, you know, like exactly where's my money going? Mm -hmm. You know, where is this? What's my biggest expense? What's giving mm -hmm. me an ROI? And the only way that you're going to see that is by analyzing those financial right. statements, you know, going, if you're using QuickBooks or Xero, mm -hmm. you know, pulling that PL, double clicking on that hyperlink mm -hmm. and going, what makes up these expenses? Mm -hmm. And are these things I need to keep or are mm -hmm. these things that I can go ahead and um, let go because there really isn't an ROI or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm guilty, you know, my kids have fundraisers and mm -hmm. they love to show mommy like their magazines, you know, mm -hmm. and they don't, they don't go to their dad. They're smart. They don't go to oh, their yeah. dad. They, they know that dad's going to go, uh, magazine. We read magazines. <laughs> Deb, I can't tell you this, but like, uh, we had magazines coming to our office and nobody was there in 2020. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and, and the bad thing about these magazines was, you know, my kids got the pizza party, you know, right. because you know, they're the best seller mm -hmm. in our class. Their mom was mm -hmm. crazy. She buys all these magazines, but they auto renew. 
They renew oh, yeah. every single year and, and uh-huh. they're bringing more catalogs every year. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, I got parent. Let me go ahead and get this one and uh-huh. that one, Oprah and all that stuff. And, and suddenly I have subscriptions I'm not even using. Like I have like a table in the front of our uh-huh. lobby that has like, it's about got the this crash. pretty display of <laughs> magazines, right? Exactly. Uh-huh. Oh, it's not even pretty anymore. Deb. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, you know, look at what you're not using, you know, uh-huh. like, do you have software that is duplicating itself through uh-huh. another software? Is there a way of consolidating that and maybe? getting both things for right. a lower price. Mm-hmm. Um, so really looking at not just ROI, but what am I really using? What is really mm-hmm. adding value that somebody is appreciating in this mm-hmm. company? Right. Well, and now is a good time to be doing that because hopefully you at least gathered your shoebox, you know, and, and to do your taxes, um, you know, and, and so you should be able to, to go through and, and go, okay, I paid $29.99 every month for X. And, you know, and I've talked to financial planners and, and, you know, people and, you know, it's, it's funny. We all go $29.99. That's not a big deal. But then you go, okay, times 12. And, oh, I have six of those, you know, and, and so, you know, I, I told somebody, I said, one of the biggest benefits to the pandemic is to my checking account. Um, Because like, for example, I'm not going to Starbucks. I used to go to Starbucks at least once a week either on my way to a meeting, you know, I'd stop and and grab me something, or I would have a meeting at Starbucks. In two years, I've been to Starbucks three times, you know, and and just figuring out, okay, $10 a week doesn't sound like a lot, but it does add up, Um, you know, and, and so, or, you know, the meetings that we're not going to, you know, all of those things. And, and, but yeah, now really is the perfect time to be reviewing all of those things and going, do I really need that? Oh yeah, you know we've saved so much money on airfare mm-hmm. now that everything's oh, through Zoom. Mm-hmm. In the last few years, hotel, mm-hmm. airfare, meals. Mm-hmm. Um, this has definitely been an opportunity to cut those costs. Right, right. Well, and then to think, okay, do we need to to continue doing them? You know, and and you know, and, and to look at it like uh, I belong to business associations. They're small. You know, they're they're under a hundred dollars for annual membership. And I'm I'm not attending because you know I'm I'm still just kind of networking at home. Now, to me, it's important to be part of the business community and to be supporting it. So that's part of why I have the membership. But I do sit there and think, okay, is it worth it to be doing that if I'm never going to attend? To me, like I said, it's worth it to support the business community, but maybe not. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's. It really is something that I think so many people, we, we really don't sit down and, and go through it, um, you know, and, and until, you know, or you know, we take the stack of papers or whatever to the accountant and they say, now, what was this? Why, why you know, and, and, you know, why, why are you spending so much on this? And I mean, the worst answer is, I don't know what it is, right? You oh, know, yeah. um, you know, and, and, but almost always there's not profit in there and there's not paying yourself. That is very common. And, and you know, the statistics have just like I do about, you know, 20% of businesses closing their first year, half of them are left standing after five and then, um, you know, less than, than, you know, 75% at the end of 10 years. And, and the reason why is businesses just run out of cash. Mm-hmm. They just run out of cash because they're not watching their numbers. They're not forcing themselves mm-hmm. to make decisions. And, you know, you, as a business owner, you have to look back every mm-hmm. single month and go, where's the money going? Mm-hmm. Because, 
you know, especially in this environment now that we have, where you have mm-hmm. inflation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, two quarters ago, it, you could have been absolutely profitable. Mm-hmm. And then now one quarter ago, you know, suddenly inflation happened, your mm-hmm. supply cost has gone up and your employees are like, I'm leaving if you don't give me a raise. Mm-hmm. Um, and suddenly you're running at a, at a loss, right? And so you have to not just look once a year, but every month, take a right. look and make sure that mm-hmm. you're keeping up, especially in an environment mm-hmm. where things are changing constantly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you should even be looking more than that. Um, I, I look at my bank account once a week. You know, I just open the app on my phone, glance at it, go, yeah, that seems about the right amount that I should have in there. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not reviewing all the transactions because there's not a lot. But one time I did that and I went in and went, okay, I'm short. And I'm short a lot. And my bank account had been hacked. <gasps> um, you know, and it was one of these where, you know, they took a little bit and they took a little bit and I didn't notice. And then they took a lot. Um, you know, and love my bank. I called them. I went Eek! and they immediately, you know, looked at things and said, okay, you know, not a problem. You know, they, they, I had it all back within a, a very short period of time, but you know, that's, that's just one of those things that we need to do both personal accounts and your business accounts, you know, keep track of what you think should be in there. Oh yeah. You wait too long. You can't get it back. I mean, you were right. lucky dad that you caught it so mm-hmm. quickly, but um, you know, you got to monitor that. So that, that's a good reason to be checking your bank account every day. Right. Right. You know, I, I remember when I was long ago in college, um, I had this cartoon that I'm pretty sure my mother stuck on my bulletin board in my dorm room. And it was, you know, this, this young woman and she's, she's saying to, you know, to some person in a suit, but my bank account can't be overdrawn. I still have checks. But I mean, that's, that's back to that philosophy where we're not paying attention and we get ourselves into deep trouble. Right. Exactly. Mind your business, guys. Mind your business. Right. Right. You know, and, and in your book, one of the things that you talk about is, you know, I, I love the the concept of the separate bank accounts, Um, you know, and, and uh, it's funny. I I listened to, to Mike's book on Blinkist earlier today. So I got, you know, the, the short version but one of the things that it said was have them in different banks. And, and I remember years ago, I started my business 20 years ago, and, and the a business coach I was talking to said, have your personal account in a totally separate account than your bank than your, your business. She said, because that it's, it's very easy to co-mingle funds. And, and she said, and if they're in two separate banks, it makes it much more difficult. And I've just always stuck to that principle. And, and she's right. I mean, you know, you, you grab the credit card out of your wallet, you see the logo, oh, I got the wrong one, you know, things like that. But Deb, I leave stickers on mine. You know, the stickers mm-hmm. that says, as soon as you get it, rip it off, you yep. call that number. Mm-hmm. That's how I can tell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, this um, one's my one business is. one. This one. <laughs> and I always feel bad whenever I go to the mm-hmm. store because they're like, um, is that your card? I'm like, I'll use a pin number as my card, I promise. Mm-hmm. It um, really is me. I didn't steal it from somebody. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, I think during the pandemic, it really showed how important it was to have a separate bank account mm-hmm. um, or a separate bank, you know, especially mm-hmm. with the PPP mm-hmm. loans. Um, the people that got the fastest funding, um, especially the smaller businesses, you know, they didn't have the big private banking relationships that large commercial um, companies have, 
you know, they were the ones that had that relationship with their local small bank. Right. I mean, the ones that don't even have online banking, mm-hmm. you know, where mm-hmm. they go in and somebody immediately enters in their loan information. Mm-hmm. Those community banks, those are the ones that did the best in terms of getting funded. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because in Profit First, what happens is, so you accumulate profit, right? Mm-hmm. As, as we do these transfers and we mm-hmm. do these transfers twice a month mm-hmm. on the 10th and 25th. So mm-hmm. everything goes from this collecting account mm-hmm. called the income count into your profit mm-hmm. tax owner pay OPEX. And what happens is this money in the profit account starts to accumulate. And at the end of the quarter, what we do with this money is we literally take half of the money and we put it into a vault account, kind of like retain earnings okay. for that rainy day. And we don't put the vault account where we normally bank. We mm-hmm. put it at a bank far, far away. Mm-hmm. If you're on the north side of town, way on the south side of mm-hmm. town, mm-hmm. small bank with like no like, you know, like like the right. reference. You make show. it okay. hard to get to. Exactly. Exactly. You have to go there and like get the money out. You know, you can't even like do a transfer. And and the reason why we do that is because we want no temptation, right? We want to create it's a it's a hold account. We want no temptation to use this money mm-hmm. and it starts to grow and accumulate so that when you know you have that big investment, like once you've got that six months of mm-hmm. operating expenses stored up, you know, let's say I want to go ahead and buy some a serious mm-hmm. um capital investments, right? Mm-hmm. Some serious equipment or I'm ready to buy a new building, right? Mm-hmm. This money is stored ready for me right. to go ahead and do this. Mm-hmm. And and so having and of course you guys are probably wondering what I do with the other part of the money. Um if you have no if you have debt, mm-hmm. you're going to use that to do what we call the debt snowball where you aggressively mm-hmm. pay off your smallest debt first and then mm-hmm. your next smallest one. And if you don't have any debt, congratulations because that just became your shareholder dividend. Mm-hmm. So you go and buy your piano, go on your cruise, have a great time. Mm-hmm. Um but that's exactly how profit first works. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and uh, you, you mentioned, you know, get rid of debt, um, you know, and, and uh, one of the other things that, you know, somebody told me when I was starting out was, you know, don't, don't fund your business yourself, you know, so don't be using your personal credit cards usually to, to, to do things, um, you know, and, and, and of course it is hard when you're starting out, you know, some, the money's got to come from somewhere, right. Um, you know, and, and you need business cards and, and all of those things. But keep track of that and then pay that back. I mean, see it as a debt to yourself. Exactly. And it's interesting because, you know, there's most people can't handle that. Most people Mm -hmm. can't. I try to stay away from it personally because I think that I struggle with it, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and and most people can't handle it. Um, You know, one of the things that I I recommend is, you know, look at your pricing, make look at your margins, meaning Mm -hmm. what it costs for you to provide that Mm -hmm. service versus um, what you're actually charging for Mm -hmm. it. And a lot of times, you know, the the thing with us business owners, we're artisans, you know, like Mm -hmm. Debbie, you're a master coach, you know, you're, you're, you're amazing. Mm -hmm. And, and you put your heart in it, you know, Um, I like, I'm like loving just being your guest on your podcast. You're so energetic and, Mm -hmm. and, and so easy to talk to you. And just a real master at what you do. And, and, and the thing is, that's the problem. Sometimes we become masters at what we do and we love what we do so much. We Mm -hmm. do it for free and we Mm -hmm. absolutely end up doing it for Mm -hmm. free. Right. And so make sure what you're pricing at allows you to make Mm -hmm. a profit that you can eventually reinvest back Mm -hmm. into your company that Mm -hmm. allows you to expand because, you know, for a lot of people, debt can become a cycle, right? Mm -hmm. It can be a a cycle of, you know, I max out my credit cards and now Mm -hmm. I'm back in that Parkinson's law. I don't Mm -hmm. have enough. But, you know, if you have enough margins, you're not going to have to rely mm-hmm. on debt. Right, right. You know, and it's, 
we need that. I mean, you know, things happen. So, you know, it's, it's kind of nice to have that credit card. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, we need to get into that habit of paying it off every month. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I've, you know, obviously had a business credit card for for a long time. And I mean, I've been in business 20 years. And finally, this last year, it dawned on me, you know, because I can pay it off every month, I use it for all of my expenses, because it gets points. Um, you know, and, and so that that, I don't know, maybe that's kind of the profit in my head. I don't know. Um, but but the, the key is I tell myself, but I got to pay it off every month. Um, and, you know, back to safety, it is better than using your debit card and, and some things like that. But it is my business card. And it's it's actually somewhere. I mean, it's hard for me to get to. So if I'm going to spend on it, I have to make an effort. I have to find it. I have to, you know, all of those various things. And, and I think that's the thing is, you know, the harder we make it, the more likely we are to go, eh, maybe I didn't need that. Or we get sidetracked we're like squirrel and we forget that we were about to buy something, right? Oh yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, I think one of the biggest saboteurs to profit first can be having that credit card or revolving mm-hmm. line of credit, especially if you don't pay it back. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is you have an extra set of funds, right? Mm-hmm. You suddenly got an mm-hmm. extra $30,000 right. and maybe you only have 10,000 mm-hmm. or $20,000 in sales. And, and so you're, again, it's that I have more and mm-hmm. I can spend more because mm-hmm. I'm going to make it back because everything has an ROI, right? Yeah, right? Business, <laughs> business will be good next month. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you pay it off and you have a budget, and this is where budgeting is really important mm-hmm. too, is, you know, keeping that budget. And if something's not on budget, especially as you scale and grow mm-hmm. and you're no longer a business of one and you've got somebody else writing checks, mm-hmm. right? Budgeting is really important. Mm-hmm. You know, like for our office manager, she manager, she buys supplies, right? She goes mm-hmm. to Sam Club, you know, and, you know, I give her exactly the credit limit that she needs according mm-hmm. to the budget, you know? Right. Yeah. You um, can go spend $200 today. Exactly. Exactly. And you Christmas time a little bit more because we got client guests, but you know, it's, and, and so, you know, creating that budget says, mm-hmm. you know what, if I'm buying this, is this in my QuickBooks mm-hmm. program as a budgeted mm-hmm. item? Right. Because again, it's putting that limit on the spending mm-hmm. and combined with what Deb says, mm-hmm. paying it off every single month mm-hmm. to know, Hey, I'm spending outside of my mm-hmm. limits again. Right. You know, these, these are some really great controls that you mm-hmm. want to put in place. Right. You know, and and the the thing about the budget is you might have, say, a five thousand dollar you know line on your credit card. And so you do think, oh, I've, I can spend five thousand dollars. But you know if you're if you if you know, my budget says two hundred and and of course, the key is you have to stick to that. Um, you know and 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 so don't even think, you know, there's that that really, there's five thousand there. No, no, I mean, don't don't even look at that. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Stick with that budget. That budget mm-hmm. combined with paying it off, you guys are going to be in a good place. Right, right. You know, and and I mean, it, it's it's nice to have it because things happen. It's nice to have, say, a, a business line of credit. Um, I worked for a, a company many years ago, and we our 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 client was the federal government. Um, we had you know several different government contracts that we did, and. The, the you know the thing about the 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 you know and and you've dealt with with government contracts they pay you know you don't but they pay really slow <laughs> ninety days later <laughs> usually you have to call and go do you actually turn in the bill to account payable 
I know, you know, <laughs> and, and of course, box. you know, if you didn't dot that I and cross that T, they don't tell you, they just don't pay it. But, you know, they, they do pay, but yeah, it, I mean, you know, this is not a, a net 10 type of thing. I mean, we, they routinely on some of these were 120 days. And so we had our line of credit because we needed it, um, you know, and, and, but we also always knew exactly where we stood and, you know, and, and so we didn't, we didn't overdo anything. I mean, that was, you know, we, by using the line of credit, we always knew, okay, it's going to get paid off. Now, you know, if you're not working with the government, that's where it gets tricky because businesses don't always pay. And that's where good cash management is mm-hmm. really critical too. I know a lot of times we encourage our clients to consider putting clients, their clients on auto pay, mm-hmm. because if you don't, like you said, Deb, you know, people pay when they pay, mm-hmm. right. They, and maybe to this month was a bad mm-hmm. month and it was your bill or payroll. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I'm sorry, payroll comes ahead because mm-hmm. we got to look, but we got to get people coming back mm-hmm. tomorrow. And so when you put people on auto pay and you're, you're, debiting their account through mm-hmm. ACH, right? Because merchant services can be a mm-hmm. bit expensive. Right. You, know, you can control your cash mm-hmm. flow mm-hmm. versus chasing and having it crit right. um, collection people mm-hmm. involved with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I And it's funny because I did something, it's been six months ago or so, kind of along those same lines with auto bill. Um, you know, and it, it, you know, it was one of these where I love my clients, love all my clients. But it's like, oh, it's the end of the month. I forgot to invoice. I mean, and and they literally would call me and say, did we miss something? I'm like, oh, this is professional, right? And so, you know, I use QuickBooks and there's that nifty little feature in there where I can set it up and it sends the invoice, um, you know, and, and I have to remember to go in if there have been, you know, things that I need to add to it. But, you know, I don't have to remember to, to do it. And, and that is part of that whole cash flow thing. It is. And now now on the proper first side, when it comes to paying bills, mm-hmm. I like to keep it manual. I want you right. to I want to see the bill <laughs> when it comes to writing mm-hmm. that check because yeah. I want you to feel like, do I really need this mm-hmm. expense? You know, right. is there really an ROI? Mm-hmm. How am I benefiting from this? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it, it kind of works both ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I definitely and and I still want the physical bill. You know, I don't want it emailed to me because then I miss it. Um, you know, and, and so, yeah, I want that physical bill and then I pile it, you know, I, I, you know, I've got my nice, my nice little receipts and things, but, but yeah, that, that getting that bill somehow triggers something because it does make you remember it. If it's on auto, you don't think about it. Exactly. And, and you always hear about, you know, the people who got the $1 million bill, you know, on accident, right? (laughs) (laughs) That would be, Uh, yes. I, I like to just see that, you know, in your book, I mean, it, it is, as, as I mentioned at the start is profit first for minority business enterprises. First of all, for MBE, what is, you know, what qualifies someone as a minority business enterprise? So a minority business enterprise or MBE is a company that is 51%. So the control mm-hmm. is by an ethnic minority. So, okay. um, Asian, African American, mm-hmm. Native American, um, Hispanic, mm-hmm. um, you know, an ethnic minority that's typically, you know, from a disadvantaged background, mm-hmm. right? And um, you know, they have 
the women's business. Um, right. There's a WBE. We didn't WBE. get left out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And it's the same thing. And what it does is it it's, you know, the, there's a different set of challenges mm-hmm. that um, minority business owners have, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, a lot of times we were Gen 1, you know, my mm-hmm. mom's side, I was the first to ever go to college right. mm-hmm. and, and her family, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I'm not talking about just like her sisters. I'm talking mm-hmm. about ever, you Everybody. know, mm-hmm. a long line of, mm-hmm. you know, just oppression and that, you know, the first one then to go to college. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I, when I graduated from Ohio state, you know, like all my aunties came down and they were mm-hmm. like, you know, hugging me. And I was like, mm-hmm. you think I would have graduated from Harvard, all this mm-hmm. like props that I'm getting. But, but for them, it was like a change in life. It was a big deal. You know? mm-hmm. It was, it was mm-hmm. a really big deal for them. And, you know, and so, you know, it's, it's about empowering people with knowledge that they mm-hmm. would not have inherited. You know, I got right. lucky, you know, with my dad, mm-hmm. but most people, a lot of times they don't have those, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that legacy of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. or that legacy of know-how, mm-hmm. and they may not be able to afford an expensive mm-hmm. coach that has that experience. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it's a book that was really written to up-level and give them, the, mm-hmm. give them that skill set that they may not mm-hmm. have been passed down with. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and as I said, it's great information for, for anybody. Um, you know, I, I like the chapter where you were talking about, you know, when you're the only one in the room that looks different and you've, you've had that happen several times. I mean, I'll be honest, I've had it happen, you know, where I'm the only woman in the room and it's just, it's very bizarre when that happens, um, you know, and, and so talk to us a little bit about how you deal with that. You know, it's interesting. Um, it's very interesting because, you know, I think like, you know, being a Gen Xer, you know, mm-hmm. we, we kind of grew up in a very different <laughs> um, paradigm. I think it's definitely changing now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, being the first to go to college means that not many people in, of your peers mm-hmm. went to college. You know, right. when I went to high school, you know, most of my friends went to work for McDonald's. Mm-hmm. That was the life that I think, mm-hmm. you know, I was probably the only person that was of color, maybe another person. It was mm-hmm. like two of us that actually went on to college mm-hmm. of, of this high school graduating class. And, um, you know, and, and so when you're entering the workforce, you don't have many people that look like you. It's right. just mm-hmm. the reality of it. Mm-hmm. I remember when I went to work for Anderson and they met the sweetest thing, you know, I, I literally, they flew me up from, from Columbus, Ohio mm-hmm. to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where do I live? You know, like, give me some neighborhood suggestions. Right. Mm-hmm. And and they were like, you know, you should live in like Lincoln Park mm-hmm. or Lakeview. If any of you guys know about Chicago, those are like really nice areas. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm uh-huh. telling you, like, they got like high rise buildings right by the, the right. lake. Lakeview, like, yeah, you're looking at the big lake. And mm-hmm. everybody looks like Barbie and Ken and they drive a Jetta. You know what ah, I mean? And mm-hmm. that's the kind of neighborhood. You're going to stand out a little bit. <laughs> and, and, and they really met the best, right? They right. met, mm-hmm. you know, be safe. You know, they were and telling you what they would have told anybody else and where they lived, right? Mm-hmm. Where they lived. And, and I don't even think they saw color. Right. And they were just being helpful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and it was interesting when they're like, whatever you do, don't live on the South side. Don't live on the mm-hmm. West side. Don't live on the South side. Avoid that. Mm-hmm. And so like, I remember one day I was just curious and I was like, you know, I'm just going to get on the bus one yeah, day. What's so bad about the South side? Yeah. You know, and like, you know, my mom will never hear about this. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like 22 and, and, and I literally took the bus to the South side and it was, and what was interesting is once she passed like Michigan and like, um, you know, Roosevelt, you know, the mm-hmm. world started to change, you know, right. and suddenly it was not as retail not as mm-hmm. bright. The buildings were a little bit older. Mm-hmm. As you went farther, they got dilapidated. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw people walking around pushing mm-hmm. carts. And one of the things that really hit me as I was doing this, I was like, you know what, 
you know, most people will go, you know, I'm going to avoid this side of town, never going to go on the side of town mm-hmm. again. But my mind went to how do we change this? How right. do we change this? How do we mm-hmm. stop people from having to push shopping mm-hmm. carts? Mm-hmm. And, and the answer that I got to was through entrepreneurship. Right. You know, we have to create mm-hmm. the jobs where nobody else will go. Mm-hmm. And because when I create a job, you know, I employ my neighbor, I employ my neighbor's child Mm -hmm. and their children suddenly see, you know, look at so-and-so's mom is doing this. I can become an accountant. I can Mm -hmm. become a doctor. Mm -hmm. You know, I can, I can have a business one day. Mm -hmm. And, and we do that by through entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the reality is the world isn't going to give us a handout. You know, the world Mm -hmm. is not going to give you a handout. Mm -hmm. Anybody expecting a handout, whether you're a woman or minority, Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. It's right. not going to happen. That's that's mm-hmm. a fair, fair not tale. in a positive way, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe there's one person out of a thousand that mm-hmm. gets it. Mm-hmm. And so we have to make our own. And mm-hmm. how we change our communities is by empowering people right. through job creation. Mm-hmm. And that's going to probably come through entrepreneurship because mm-hmm. Target's not going to move in there until somebody's got money to buy something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's it's through that. It's through mentorship. Um, you know, and and. And it is hard to be the first. Um, you know, I'm I'm right at the end of the baby boomer generation. And so it was a little bit different for me, but not a lot of of you know, girls my age went to college. Um, you know, they still talked about if you went, you were getting your MRS degree. And you know, and I remember thinking, huh? <laughs> I mean, I'm just you know, and and um, but yeah, I mean, it was it, it, what we do to each generation is just the, the funniest thing. But yeah, what what we expect of people and, and you know, like my mother, it was a given that I was going to college. I mean, there was there was no discussion. There was no gap year. There was, you know, it was you're going to college now. You know, I got to go where I wanted. Um, but but yeah, it was, But you know, many of my classmates, my female classmates, we're definitely that. No, you're. Why would you do that? Because you're supposed to get married and have babies, um, you know. And and so it's it's always interesting to see kind of how we do that. And and like I said, you know, the mentorship things like that. You talk in your book about stewardship, and I love that because I think we, you know, giving back is one of the best ways that that we can encourage everyone to succeed. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know, it's it's stewardship over your own financial resources, right? Because we've been blessed to have businesses mm-hmm. that produce revenue, that mm-hmm. create jobs. Um, and you know, and and you know, and it's and that ability to grow it, right? Um, and make sure there's ROI mm-hmm. in every decision that we make is really mm-hmm. important. And then also giving back, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, at some point, you know, I think that we all come to this point, you know, is there's enough for everybody. There's right. enough for everybody. Mm-hmm. And one day, and we're actually stronger. We're actually stronger mm-hmm. when we bring together, especially in a, in a time of, of race, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I, I can keep my knowledge to myself, right. Mm-hmm. I can be, you know, you have to find me somehow in my silent marketing, but the reality is, you know, when I help you grow, mm-hmm. right. I help my sister that, that grows as a person of color, mm-hmm. right. Then suddenly, you know, I'm helping change her neighborhood, right. not just her mm-hmm. life, but her neighborhood, mm-hmm. the kids around her, mm-hmm. um, the people around her. Mm-hmm. And collectively, we are gaining power because mm-hmm. we're putting ourselves in a more respected position. Right. You know, and it is setting that example because when we see that someone else can do it, we think we can do it too. Um, you know, right now, as, as we record this, the Olympics are on. Um, you know, and, and, it, one of my favorite commercials is the one where 
um, I think she's a, a skater. She might be a skier, but she's a little girl and she is a little girl of color. And she's watching an, you know, one of the athletes who is a woman of color. And, you know, and it's almost like that little girl goes, well, you know, of course I can do it. She can do it. I can do it. Um, you know, and it, again, it's back to that given. Um, but, you know, if, if she's not seeing someone who looks like her, then she does think, well, maybe I'm not supposed to do that. Yeah, easily. Or, you know, it's it's harder to speak up in a room, right? If, mm-hmm. if you're the only one that's there, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. there's also that point too, you know, of looking for those that are silent, that mm-hmm. their, their voice has been tied or cut, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, and asking them, what's your opinion? You know, mm-hmm. if you have a person of color on your team that's starting mm-hmm. their career, you know, what's your opinion? You're not speaking mm-hmm. up right. and and making them feel included. You know, I call mm-hmm. it just being a good human being, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like your first day at lunch, you know, I'm going to take you to lunch, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to make you feel invited. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you about your personal life mm-hmm. and we may come from different sides of the mm-hmm. sidewalk, but I'm going to show that I'm going to treat mm-hmm. you kind, like a kind person. Right. I'm going to make you feel wanted. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I think as an employer, right. And, and many of us are employed. Employers, mm-hmm. you know, if we're small businesses, mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, you know, you know, labor's tight. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we got to make everybody feel mm-hmm. like coming to work is like coming mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, but that does, th- you know, and and I was, you know, you said one of my notes that I wrote down here, the whole remote workplace thing, I think, it, it, you know, it's, it's a benefit to so many. I mean, you know, so many people are saying, oh, my gosh, I'm actually more productive. I'm not spending all this time in traffic. I don't put shoes on. I mean, you know, all these various things. But at the same point, we're also losing that, you know, one of the, the best things is, you know, we can hire people from wherever, you know, and, and, um, and we can work with clients wherever. But when we're not in, you know, having those office get togethers, you know, the, the lunches that, that you're having with people. You know, do you see that as as is causing problems down the road? You know, I think it still becomes being a good person. Mm -hmm. You know, um, maybe we can only meet on the phone or we can only meet Mm -hmm. on Zoom, but at least we're making a point to meet. You know, Mm -hmm. I know in our company we have a nine a.m. daily stand up every single day Mm -hmm. where everybody gets together and they're like, "What are you Mm -hmm. working on today? What are your challenges? Mm -hmm. What do you need help on? How can Mm -hmm. I help you do Mm -hmm. your job better?" Mm -hmm. Um, And oh, you just got your CPA. Congratulations! Mm -hmm. You know, you just got engaged. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the 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 rumor reel travels a little bit slower, especially Mm -hmm. on like high C people that are quiet, Mm -hmm. like accountants, but you know, it's, it's, you're, you stare at your shoes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's, it's about showing up every day and and getting to know each other there too. And it's always good to have a good connector in the company too. You know, like our admin is a, um, you know, she's a collaborator. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if I miss something, she's going to be like, Oh, do you know, somebody just passed her CPA exam. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of the, the fun thing about social media, especially with Facebook is you see those things, um, you know, and, and so you can go, Oh yeah, you know, they just, they just got a new dog and, and, and all of those. And, you know, it, it is harder, you know, and, and I think that's the thing is we have to make that effort because we're not seeing people. We're not, you know, we don't see the picture on their desk. You know, we just see what's behind them, um, you know, in, in a zoom call, all of those things. And so we have to make that concerted effort to show that we care. Absolutely. Well, speaking of that, I love this, you know, one of the, you know, we've been talking about your book several times, part of your proceeds go to a very special effort. So tell us more about that. 
So as I was writing the book, I was thinking, how do we make a permanently a permanent legacy? How mm-hmm. do we change people's lives? Like, obviously, I wrote this book because I wanted to change the South Side of Chicago, West Side of Chicago, and every Chicago and every city that has a has, has a South mm-hmm. Side and West Side, whether you're Philadelphia or Ohio. Um, I wanted to to change those neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, maybe we can go a little bit further, right? Because, you know, as an author, you don't make a lot of money as an author, you know? Um, And, you know, there's some royalties, but not a lot. But I was like, so what if we we took those proceeds and we gave a part of it away? Mm -hmm. And and what I said is, you know what? We're going to go ahead and create a scholarship fund. And we're going to create a scholarship fund for Zimbabwean girls. Because Mm -hmm. in Zimbabwe, traditionally... Um, the the government pays for the, the who the children to go to college, right? But the problem is most kids don't get to go to college, and right. they don't get to go to college because mm-hmm. they have to pay for elementary school and secondary school. And if a parent's given a choice of sending mm-hmm. a boy or girl to school, most of them will pick the boy because mm-hmm. he carries a family name, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so the girl think- is staying home, taking care of her siblings and and things like that. And she gets married really mm-hmm. really early, mm-hmm. and and she gets her MRS right as we were talking mm-hmm. about MRS. And so I said, well, why don't we change these girls' legacies instead of forcing them in an early marriage, mm-hmm. um, you know, where they might end up a first wife, second mm-hmm. wife, third wife, right? Polygamy. Why don't we get, let them, we pay for their elementary school. We pay for their secondary school. We create mm-hmm. a scholarship fund with part of the proceeds of the book. We, get, we donate a dollar for every book that's sold mm-hmm. to um, Hope Worldwide, which is a 501c3 that um, does work in around the world. But I specifically, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've, we've specifically designated this money for Zimbabwe okay. to send girls to school. Mm-hmm. And why don't we, we send girls to school with it? We just mm-hmm. use this money to pay for their tuition. Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud to announce that, you know, within 30 days of our book launching, and it mm-hmm. launched in May 2021. We sent 22 girls to school, 22 scholarships. Wow, that is, that is yeah, so cool. The I classroom. love that. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, we we tend to forget in our you know America of of the excess that you know a couple dollars makes a big difference. Um, you know, I used to to be um, a member of a, an organization in Colorado where we did micro loans. And, you know, same, it was, I don't remember, you know, which, which African country it was, but, you know, these were loans that were under $500. I mean, sometimes they were like $50 and they were a loan. I mean, it was, it was very specific because that's part of the, um, you know, self-esteem, you know, you, you, you're able to pay that back, but that $50 loan in many cases made an entire you know it was it was the sink or swim for them i mean it was like giving a company here five thousand dollars um you know and and you know it's just i i love it when companies can figure out ways to do things like that oh yeah and if you send a girl to school i mean you're not just changing her life but right. you're changing her children's life too mm-hmm. right um because one they're not going to be part of a polygamous marriage i mean mm-hmm. hopefully unless they choose right. to be mm-hmm. uh, um but you know they're going to have more options mm-hmm. right they're going to be doctors or lawyers mm-hmm. or teachers or anything mm-hmm. they're going to be able to pick a different life mm-hmm. and it's not going to just affect them but their children that come right right and you know it's it's their siblings i mean it's 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 it, like you said it's not just that one girl um you know and 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 it's it, you know it's, it's funny because the other ro- word that i wrote down here to to talk about is education because i think you know not just with this i think we have and i had this discussion with somebody else earlier this week that we don't educate our kids 
on how to be financially successful. And we, I mean, way back when I was in school, you know, I, we might've learned how to do a checking account. I'm not sure. Um, but, but we don't, you know, we don't teach kids that anymore. And I think that's just so important for us to do that. I mean, like I know kids who don't have checking accounts. I'm like, how do you do that? How do you function without a checking account? Well, you know, they have Venmo and, and all of those things. Um, and then there's crypto and that just confuses me. Um, but, but talk more about how we need to educate people. And, you know, it's interesting because as entrepreneurs, we have, we are in a very unique position. I talked mm-hmm. earlier about my dad and how he hired me when I was 14. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, there's, and I talked about this in the book, there's ways of structuring mm-hmm. it from a tax standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, where if you're a sole proprietorship mm-hmm. and you hire your child or under the age of 18, you don't have to pay social security and Medicare on right. wages. Uh-huh. And if they make less than a standard deduction, which by the way is like twelve thousand five hundred fifty dollars, mm-hmm. there's no federal taxes either. You know? uh-huh. And suddenly your child is getting life experience, mm-hmm. right? Because they're learning how to mm-hmm. answer the phone and be respectful. They're learning to problem solve, right? Because mm-hmm. mommy and daddy can't answer the question right now. You need to look it up or ask mm-hmm. one of your colleagues, mm-hmm. right? Um, they're getting amazing life experience mm-hmm. while you're getting a tax write-off just for giving mm-hmm. your child a, a head start in life, right? right. Um, and so, you know, take advantage of those mm-hmm. those those benefits, right? Of giving that education and passing it around mm-hmm. and and changing their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, for people that are wanting to build more diverse workforce, right? Mm-hmm. One of your goal is to build more diverse workforces. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the common complaints that people tell me is, you know, I can't find qualified people of color, mm-hmm. you know, um, well, let's start where let's start where everybody's equal. Let's start with an internship program. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to go to an inner city school. I'm going to mm-hmm. get an intern. Right. And I'm going to train them, you know, and I'm going to train them. Um, and they're going to get a renewal right. the next year and they're going to keep getting mm-hmm. a renewal next year. And suddenly I'm changing a community. Mm-hmm. I'm having an impact, not only on that mm-hmm. child, but on their community eventually, mm-hmm. because now, I mean, hopefully this child stays with me, you know, when they graduate, mm-hmm. but if they choose not to, you know, I put an even more powerful professional out in the mm-hmm. world because right. I mentor them and train them. Mm-hmm. Right. And they learned how important that is for them to do that to the next generation and, and things like that. I mean, that's, I think that's the, the key here is, you know, we, we want people to get into the habit of, you know, Hey, this is just the way we, we operate. Absolutely agree. So, oh my gosh, you know, we, we've almost at the top of the hour, we didn't even talk about really tax benefits and, and things like that. Um, because there, you know, there are so many more things that, that business owners, I think need to know. And, and like we said, you know, we just, and part of it is, we get caught up in the weeds of running the business that we forget that those things are there, um, you know, or we rely on the, you know, someone else, not always a good plan, you know, um, you know and, and so I, I think it'll be important. We'll, we'll have you back on again and talk about more tips for, for business owners, but, you know, tell us a little bit more about what you do and, and how you work with your clients. So I am a CPA by background. I've been a CPA mm-hmm. for over 20 years. Um, today is not a very good Ms. Clarell day. Um, it's definitely showing the gray roots. Um, and, you know, I work with my clients twofold. One is, you know, I help them run profitable businesses. So mm-hmm. we help them implement profit first. Mm-hmm. 
um, taking them where they are, creating a footprint to get mm-hmm. to where they're going to go. Um, and then once they get there, then, you know, usually a lot of times they're high network and then we mm-hmm. work with them on the tax strategy. Mm-hmm. So we work on a tax plan, um, of how do we save taxes? You know, mm-hmm. going over some of the hints that I gave you, mm-hmm. um, with the hiring the kids, you know, one of the things that we do that's different than most accountants is, you know, most accountants will tell you, go buy a truck to get those taxes down. You can get a section. Right. Right. Truck. You can and write we- it off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Deb, you don't need a truck. You work from home. You don't need a truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'll say is, you know, and, and and I know we talked a little bit earlier about how you worked at Boya. We'll say, you know, let's do a 401k, right? Mm-hmm. Let's do a 401k mm-hmm. and you, let's get that deduction, right? Mm-hmm. Payroll expense, mm-hmm. profit share expense, right? Build up your network, mm-hmm. get a tax mm-hmm. deduction. And, you know, if you're an employer, right? One of your goals is to, you know, have longevity, right? right? Because when your people mm-hmm. are with you long-term, they get better at their jobs and mm-hmm. that increases profits. Right. And so maybe what we're going to say is, you know, you got to be with me a while for you mm-hmm. can fully vest. So you got to be mm-hmm. for at least a year to get in the plan. Mm-hmm. You got to be with me for six years of fully mm-hmm. vest mm-hmm. after that. And if you leave me, because you go someplace else, get attracted mm-hmm. to the shiny lights, mm-hmm. then that money gets forfeited because you're not right. fully vested. Yeah. It goes back it into comes the trust. back to me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I love talking to you because you, mm-hmm. you totally get what I'm saying from that standpoint. And so we'll work with them on how do we increase your network? And Mm -hmm. at the same time, realizing your business goals Mm -hmm. without necessarily increasing your expenses. So that's Mm -hmm. a little bit of what we do. That's a little bit different than a lot of your traditional CPAs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and what I like is that you're being a partner with them. You're not just saying, give me your shoebox, (laughs) you know, and and we'll we'll do your 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 accounting for the year. Um, It really is part of a partnership to say, okay, here's here's things that we can do. And, you know, and and that came through in the book too, that, you know, you really should be looking at all of these things that, you know, a a typical accountant or CPA doesn't always point out. And that's not to say anything negative about them. Um, It's just, you know, the way everybody, you know, everybody has a different way to, to do their business. Exactly. Exactly. Well, tell us how people find you and how they connect with you. So the best way to find us is we have a free Profit First Masterclass. And um, it's um, if you go to Facebook and you Mm -hmm. type in Profit First Masterclass with Suzanne Morega, make sure it says with Suzanne Morega, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of bootlegs out there. I can't Mm -hmm. guarantee you're going to really learn what you're supposed to learn. But we do have a free masterclass. We have one that's coming up February 28th that you're welcome to enroll in. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a few throughout the year, but definitely go to Facebook, Profit First Masterclass with Suzanne Morega to Mm -hmm. learn how to implement Profit First for free. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And your website? And our website for the accounting services is mm-hmm. Mariga, M-A-R-I-G-A, C-P-A.com. Okay. Okay, cool. I love it. I love it. And then, of course, you know, as we've been talking, there is the book, um, and it is Profit First for Minority Business Enterprises. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I just... I, I, when I was reading it, it was like, mm-hmm, yeah, got to do this. Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it, it it is a very good book. I, I very much enjoyed reading it. Thank you. So very cool. Well, you know, this, this has been absolutely delightful. And like I said, we'll, we'll definitely have to have you on again um, because there's so much more that, that we can be talking about. And I think especially as we come out of the pandemic? Are we coming out? I don't know. Um, You know, but I think businesses are, uh, you know, we're finding that we have to operate differently. Um, You know, like, you know, especially, you know, remote working, hey, you're not going to have an office space, or it's going to be different. I mean, all these things. And and I think there's definite business benefits that we need to to talk about regarding that. But until then, do you have any final words or final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? 
you know, if I had to leave a final thought, it would go back to kind of like Simon Sinek, you know, going back to the why as, mm-hmm. you know, as you design your businesses, right? At the end of the day, you have to think, what does winning really look like for you? And you want to think about that before you even began, because that's going to lay the foundation, you know? Mm-hmm. So if, 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 if I started my business to have freedom, to have financial independence, mm-hmm. right? Profit first is the way to go. Right, right. And, and that's so important. You know, what does winning look like for you? I love that. And that's in the book. Yeah, I read the book. <laughs> so, well, this really has been wonderful. I've been having an absolutely delightful time talking with Suzanne Mariga. And I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.